Facebook fans, welcome, all you in the parking lot, 87.9 FM, you should be able to hear the service today, been instructed it's WCPT <laughs> All right, good morning, Cross Point. Welcome to church. It's a great day God's given us with a little bit of liquid sunshine, but we're going to pray. He keeps it minimal this morning, and uh, it's a great day to worship our Lord with song. We're going to start with the salvation poem. Jesus, you died upon a cross and rose.
Good morning, Cross Point Baptist Church. We're glad you're here today. Honk if you're glad to be here. All right, it's a great day to worship our Lord, isn't it? We're here to uh, celebrate His resurrection as we do each and every Sunday. And, and we're here as a, uh, a church body, a family together. I'm going to share a passage of Scripture in just a moment and just, just share my heart a little bit on some Bible study that I've been doing. And uh, as we uh, worship today, let's open our hearts and, and our minds to focus on Him as we gather together, whether you're here in, in the parking lot at drive-up service or whether you're watching from, from uh, Facebook Live or our, our website. It doesn't matter because you can be unified with our hearts and minds as we worship the Lord together. So let's have a word of prayer and get things started. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, and we do thank you for the opportunity to be in, in, uh, together, unified together as uh, our hearts and minds that we might be able to worship you, lift our hearts uh, to you in song. And as the preaching of the word uh, goes forth, we pray that we would each uh, just take it to heart and, and uh, use it, learn from it, and lift our hearts unto you that we might be able to worship you and give you honor and glory today. We thank you for what you're going to accomplish this morning and throughout this day. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's unusual here. Uh, it's been so steamy and hot in the last few weeks, and I'm about to need a jacket here. I'm telling you, it's kind of almost chilly, isn't it? But we kind of love it. I kind of love this. So, so uh, enjoy it with the wind is down if you can. And, and uh, I want to share a passage of Scripture just quickly. I sent it out this morning in my morning Bible study, just a, a time for us to think about something, our heart attitude, of how we should be worshiping the Lord. And uh, it's in Matthew chapter 22, verse 37 is where I'm going to start. And it says, Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. 
On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So as we think about that passage of Scripture this morning, it's important for us to, to put our minds and our hearts straight as we worship. Do you love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, as Scripture says? And are you here engaged in worship? It's, it's not enough to just pull up and park and, and uh, tune to the radio FM station or listen here. It's, it's not enough to do that. You need to be fully engaged listening uh, with your heart and your mind so that you can apply the principles that uh, come from God's Word this morning so that we can worship the Lord today. And it's a, it's a family thing. And uh, so as we, as we do it together, whether you're at home or here, let's do it with our hearts and our minds. You know, and as we as we plan for the future, I, I wanted to make sure I say this uh, just just uh, to take a moment to say this. Every week, there's a discussion, Pastor Scott, with with the leadership, a discussion about what we're going to do, how we're going to do it. We're going to have a meeting today, and uh, I want you to know, Pastor Scott doesn't talk too much about it. It's not easy to make decisions on what we're doing and how we're doing it. It, it takes a lot to make those those calls because we know what we want to be doing. We want to be inside. We want to be joining together as family and in children's ministry and and uh, all the other ministries uh, that we have. So it's never taken lightly what we do and how we do it. But whatever the decisions are made, let me just give you guys a, a chance to think about this. Let's do it with the right heart and mind. And if you'll receive what we're doing, you know, whatever uh, your opinion might be, we hear opinions all the time, whatever your opinion might be about masks and other things, doesn't matter. The, the issue is, what's your heart attitude toward the ministry of Cross Point Baptist Church and how you, you'll serve? So enjoy the day, whether it's here, whether it's at home, worship the Lord with your heart, soul, mind, and strength that you might... Be pleasing unto him, and as the verse said, that all glory might be given unto the Lord. I read that in another verse this morning, I think, in my other, other uh, scripture. But uh, anyway, you give glory to the Lord as we worship him. Now, so we'll worship and enjoy that. I want to give you a little bit of information, an update on our uh, offerings. And I, I got some news for you here, folks. We couldn't pay the water bill. You know why we couldn't pay it? Because we haven't received it yet. We have received and paid every bill as they've come due, and we have a zero balance on all of our uh, accounts and mortgage, uh, you know, up to, up to date and all those things. So I want you to be, yeah. Hopefully you're at home slapping the table, clapping your hands or doing something as well. Uh, just know that uh, thank you. Cross Point Baptist Church family, thank you for your giving, your faithfulness unto the Lord. It would have been easy to say, we're not meeting in the building, so I'm not going to give. We're not doing this. We're not having a children's uh, uh, meetings or adult meetings, and uh, so it, I'm just not going to give. But you have faithfully, consistently been giving and showing the, the Lord, honoring Him with your giving and honoring this church in your uh, faithfulness. And so thank you from the bottom of our hearts as to what you're doing in the ministry of the Lord here at Cross Point Baptist Church. Thank you and God bless you. Here's Pastor Scott. That was uh, the word for today is encouragement. I'm excited. I'm gonna talk about that in a moment, but I'm excited about the news that Pastor Roger just shared. But I do got news for you, Pastor Roger. The water bill came in the mail yesterday, so we can go ahead and get that knocked out. But it is a, a, a great day to meet together as we are. You can let the outside circumstances dictate your heart if you so choose. But if we look at life from the inside out, not the outside in, we will have what the Lord tells us to, to view from the inner man through the lens of the believer so uh you could have woken up this morning seen the sky and figured out how why what are they going to do how are we going to do it here we are we're going to go with it and uh 
whatever the Lord brings, we're, we're going to be just fine with it. But you know, the word today I want to share is encouragement because that word is actually in the Bible quite a bit. Why do I want to share that word? There's a couple reasons. Uh, two weeks ago, I started very, very sober, very, very serious because that's what was called for in that moment. It was, we don't have time to be playing around. We got to align our lives with God's word. And that, that still is true. But there's also keeping things in balance in our walk with him. There's a time for us to be reminded and to be uh, a joyful knowing that he's commanded us and we are to receive encouragement from each other. Isn't that so much better than criticizing, ridicule, and tearing down? to be encouraged, and we are commanded as well to be that way. The second reason I wanted to share that, it dovetailed perfectly with uh, this day is the day that we hand out our Crosspoint encouragement cards. Some of you already got them um, at the end of service. We will move the table over here as you're coming out. If I see your name with cards, I'll hand you your packet with your Crosspoint encouragement cards in them. So that's been uh, very good, I think. That when you get home and you're able to look at those cards, you'll be uh, you'll be pleasantly surprised, and 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 uh, you, it may encourage you to actually want to do more. So uh, today is it the word is encouragement. I want the Bible today, as it is purposed to do, to find its target and to be like a a sad for your soul, if you will, of encouragement to be built up. Not to be, not to overthink, but to build up. And if you'll turn with me in your Bible to Hebrews chapter 13, and we're going to bounce around a little bit, and we're just going to get right to it, because that word encouragement is something that you actually have to do. You can't just think about it. You can't just talk about it. You have to do it. And in Hebrews chapter 13, uh, sorry, chapter 3, verse 13, chapter 3, verse 13, is the one verse I want us to look at in Hebrews, and then I'll echo other verses along with it. I love the word encouragement, because you got to move. Now, you can do it from your couch. How can you encourage from your couch? It could be an encouraging word through a telephone call, a text from the dining room table, writing out a card, a thoughtful card on purpose. Uh, it can be done, but it does take some form of action. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 13 reads like this, but exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Now, I want you to take that word that word for a minute. Now, New King James and King James uses the word exhort. Other translations uses the word encourage one another. And I'm going to take just a moment and talk about how to do that. How do you encourage somebody? And the thing about encouragement is we can sometimes mean to do it and end up being very superficial in what we're being encouraging about. When you see each other, and you see what God's up to in their life, point that out in each other's lives. Someone that is always smiling around you, and you know it's coming from something within that the Lord places there. Recognize that and encourage that person with that word. Be pointed out. Get them focused on how good God is. I'll give you an example. Charles Stanley, one Christmas, was actually feeling just kind of blah. He was he just wasn't up for it that day and was, in all honesty, he said he started to have a, just a little bit of a pity party for himself on Christmas morning. So he decided to pick up the phone and call, I think it was one of his siblings, had a great conversation, and he got done. He said, well, I think I'll call this person, and I think I'll call this person. And it ended up filling the bulk of his day with phone calls, and by the end of that day, he felt better. Now, he was trying to be encouraging to others, but he received a blessing. So year after year, that became a tradition to the point where people would call him the next day after Christmas and say, hey, how come you didn't call me yesterday? Where he couldn't get to all the people that he wanted to call to, to which Charles Stanley replied, the phone works both ways, you know. 
But uh, the point is you have to do something. Look at what that verse tells us. But encourage each other daily. Say daily, right where you are. Even if you're, I saw Betty Ponder, I saw your lips move. That was good. Even if you're in the car by yourself or you're with other people, say the word daily. Here's why. We're to encourage each other every day. Every day. We are in a time when we have the availability, the accessibility to do just that. I get an encouraging word from more than one person every morning. When I start my day and I look at that encouraging word through a text, it starts my day. It's a reminder. A lot of times we're being encouraging by just reminding who, them who God is. Well, the verse goes on to say we need to encourage each other daily. Be reminded daily while it is still today. How many of you know that you're not promised tomorrow? It, you're not promised tomorrow. We, you have no idea what a day can even bring, lest any of you be hardened through deceitfulness of sin. You know what that verse is telling us? That if we're not looking to build others up, we can become self-centered to where we can become hardened and self-centered. Self-centeredness ultimately is sin, the sin of pride. First Thessalonians echoes the very same words where it says, therefore encourage one another, build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. This church was doing it. So this Crosspoint encouragement card that I hold up right here is a means. That's all it is. It's a not the means. This isn't a one-time fixes all. We have a lot of these cards still left over. If you want more after today, see me. We'll get them in your hands. In fact, I'll tell you next week what we're going to do to be encouraging to someone else as well. But if you want more of these cards, you may get home and realize, man, I only filled out a couple cards and I got like a bunch of them in return you may want to let this multiply let this encouragement be the thing that multiply in your life and you will be blessed in in return you'll be uplifted in your own spirit why because your eyes will be off of yourself and on to someone else throughout the bible we see instructions to encourage one another and these verses are meant to encourage us if you'll flip in your Bible to the book of John 15, turn to John 15. Again, this isn't a expository type uh, of message. If you're a note taker, just write these verses down. Follow with me. It um, gets challenging to be a little bit more book uh, verse by verse up here. Uh, when we do the drive-in church, there's a little bit more obstacles in the way, one being wind but uh wednesday night is when we kind of try to get to the uh book chapter verse type of teaching but in john chapter 15 i want you to see actually let's start in 16 uh in verse 33 jesus is telling his disciples teaching his disciples something about life a reality about life john 16 verse 33 he said these things i have spoken to you I've spoken to you that in me you may have peace. Now, that sounds good. Now, we don't come to Jesus just for the peace. We don't come to him just for the joy. We're trading our lives for his. We come to him for complete regeneration and salvation. His peace, love, joy, all the fruits of the Spirit are, are not the reason why we come to him. Now, make sure you grab a hold of that. We're not, if you, if that's your attitude, when you come to the Lord, you're coming looking to add something to your life. He wants to transform your life, but he says, these things I have spoken to you, what things, how that he has overcome the world is what it says prior to that, that in me, you have peace. Now watch in the world, you will have tribulation in the world. You will have tribulation. He's not saying maybe it'll happen. Maybe it won't. It will happen. You will have tribulation but be of good cheer be encouraged i have overcome the world so every time we see jesus warn of hardship warn of a trial or tribulation or something of that nature he gives a backup to that by saying but be of good cheer i am with you be of good cheer i have overcome the world we see it all throughout the old testament as well in fact look in uh 
John 15, verse 18. Maybe just across the page in your Bible. In John 15, 18, and be encouraged by these words. Look at what he says. <clears throat> if the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. Don't take it personal is what he's saying. You know what I found out? That when people don't like me, I tend to take it personal. I tend to take it very personal. And what he's telling us, though, it's, it's not always you that they're coming after. Sometimes it is, though. But he's saying the world hated me long before it hated you. Verse 19, if you were of the world, the world would have loved its own. And that's one thing you want to be cautious of. If the world embraces you, you need to be very cautious of that. Why? Who runs this world that we know of? As the Bible uh, uh, explains it right now, of course, evil does. The, just to be worldly and attempt to be neutral is to be on the wrong side. Be careful if the world loves you. Verse 19, verse 20. Remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept, keep, kept my word, they will keep yours also. Verse 21, but all these things they will do to you for my name's sake, because they do not know him who sent me. So again, he said all this, and then he followed it up in chapter 16 with, but be of good cheer, but be of good cheer. These things will happen. But listen, without encouragement, the hardships become meaningless, don't they? They become meaningless. The prophet Elijah, I'm reading through 1 Kings now, and it's amazing. Elijah is an amazing story to me because he's a, he's a bad dude. I mean, he's a prophet of God. He stood before all the, 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 the false prophets of Baal, punked them out, stood right there, and one man versus all them prophets ridiculed them as they attempted to uh, uh, complete a task, a challenge that was given to their God, and he ridiculed them. God did something miraculous through Elijah, and, and God's power was on display, and yet right on the heels of that victory, this one man went into hiding. He went into depression because of a threat, because of words from Jezebel, and then the king back those those words up but it was words is all it was no action it's amazing to me but we see that uh, uh even through all that as i read through first kings we see that god god had a plan he had his arms around uh elijah even though I, elijah couldn't fully see it you know what that tells us that god is always up to something that's a good spot for an amen right there That's the song that Andrew was singing just a little bit ago. He's, he's up to something. I heard those words in Waymaker right there. This truth makes encouragement all the more important. I know that the little things go a long way sometimes in life. When I came back to Ohio from Missouri, what um, one thing I found was just by simply opening a door here, it it, it's not something we always do in Ohio. In the South, it's what, what, what they always did. And when I even did that here to watch people kind of just shock, and if you'll be nice first, typically people are nice back. But even if they're not, be encouraging anyways. Uh, something as simple as holding a door open for somebody else, you'll be shocked at what it, what it can do. Watch them light up, although you won't be able to see their face perhaps just if their eyes squint it's because they probably smile that's all we can really see right now but the truth it makes it that this truth makes it encouragement all the more important that without encouragement the hardships would be meaningless even in places where christians do not experience uh, persecution or hatred uh, we all know that life can be difficult at times Discouragement is not an uncommon experience. It's all throughout the Bible. I don't know why there is a movement, uh, American Christianity, that says if you just add Jesus to your life, these all these good things happen to you. You do not see that as the command in the Bible. We see that as a the God, the, the Lord working in your life. There's no there's no magic pill to say these words. 
toward Jesus and, and all these things are just added to your life. No, it's a work. It's a, it's a work out that he's doing, not that you're doing as you come unto him. So watch what happens though, because encouragement makes it easier to live in a fallen wor world. Encouragement makes it easier to live in a fallen world. Encouragement makes it easier to love Jesus. John 13, I seem like I hit these verses three weeks in a row. John 13, 34 and 35, loving each other. Love is an encouragement on steroids. Love is an encouragement. It's, it's sometimes it's doing hard labor out of love that encourages others. But we see that in John, that in that John text there, that uh, it makes it easier to love. Encouragement gives hope. Look with me in Romans 15, 4. 15, 4. Romans 15, 4. says, for whatever, for whatever things were written before were written for our learning that we through the patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Whatever things were written before were written for our learning. How many of you know that the Bible is written for our education? We need the information that is written in the Bible, but not just for an academic exercise. We need the words of the Bible so that we can know God. We can know him. We can know life and how to live. And that verse goes on to say that uh, though we were, we through the patience and comfort of the scripture might have hope. You know, when we look at Jesus, anytime he was doing his teaching in the red letters and he would tell them something hard, he would give them absolute truth as well. What is absolute truth? Absolute truth is the ultimate hope. Hope. There's always hope. Hope in knowing that God is up to something. Pastor Rick and I was talking this morning, and it feels like our worlds are upside down, and we talk about what it's like and the hardships that we're going through right now. But listen, this is nothing compared to what the world has gone through in history. It's not, it's not that big. It's just not. It can't compare yet. Now, we know that what's coming in Revelation is going to be worse. We know it's going to be way worse. So make sure that you're not looking through life through your own lens right now. When we look at history, what we're going through right now, it's really kind of small. Now, I don't know where it's headed. I can't speak to that. But don't feel like uh, you're in a spot that is, is bigger than our Lord. And that's where we find ourselves. If, we're, if we will take the time and encourage each other, you're going to be reminded and genuinely encouraging in Christian love, we're going to be reminded that God's bigger than our problems, not the other way around. If we're only focused on the problem, what's going to happen? Your problem's going to become big. Your God's going to become small. We need to flip that on its head. Why? Because it's reality for the believer. Without encouragement, life would soon feel pointless and burdensome. Without encouragement, we can be overwhelmed. We can, with the, the real pains of life, but they, we can be overwhelmed with the pains of life. Without encouragement, we feel ultimately unloved. So be encouraged today. Be encouraged because of the truth of God's word. What does his word tell us? That he loves us. That as your child, he hasn't lost a one. Jesus said, all that the Father sent to me, I will no wise cast out. He ain't lost a one. And we need, there's a, a point for us to be excited. There's a point for us to be focused. Here's another one. Pastor Roger mentioned that we're meeting today, later today, to talk about our fall ministries and kind of who, what, when, where, why, and, and all those things. Be encouraged to know this. I, it, I hope you're, it's causing you to take, take a little effort to get to the Word of God, to get here. I, I think for too long, we've had it too easy. It's all been laid out right there for us where we don't have to lift a finger in our walk with the Lord. I hope now this is causing you to have to actually put out effort. Now, I'm not talking about physical effort per se, but maybe it goes hand in hand. You know, it takes a crew to do this stuff. 
It takes it takes a lot. And if you really want to know the Lord, you're, you're going to do what you got to do to meet their strength in the gathering. We're going to need to learn how to come together and, and pursue him with some effort. I mentioned Wednesday night. I, I really hope to do this soon to teach the emblem it's known as the Christian emblem or ichthus that the fish so many times we see on the back of the cars, how that they had to do the underground church. We're, we're, we're not at that point. We're not having, I can still broadcast. We can broadcast his word still. If we were in the time of the underground church, I wonder if we would still be as excited. Would we still be as connected as we are or would many just kind of fade away because it would cost too much when you count the cost the bible tells us to encourage one another to remind them of the truth that god loves us here's something that i've learned i'm gonna give you a couple insights that i've learned to do over the years of how to be encouraging because you may be thinking that's great pastor scott but how do i do it here's a great way to do it go to each other Go to your family members and say, hey, how good is God? And just let them talk. Or ask them this, how great is our God? Or this, tell me about the time you became a genuine believer. Tell me about what you think heaven's going to be like. Just open-ended questions that helps that dialogue come along. And when you hear these words, send out that random card. You know, this is old school, right? This is... To, to get out a pen and a paper, that's still old school. Now, some of us never left that old school. I get it. But it, when I get a, a, even a birthday text with a little confetti and all that, it's just like scroll, uh, that's junk. But when someone takes the time to get out a pen and paper and, and put thoughts and words, this was hard to do. If you, if you wrote out, uh, because I asked you to do three things. And the three things I asked you to write on the Crosspoint Encouragement card was, one, a word of encouragement to that person. Two, an uh, uh, impactful scripture. And three, a personal prayer. So Carla and I, we have, we, our goal, which we accomplished, was to write a card to everybody that's in faithful life or would be in faithful life. We said, no problem. End up being about 40 cards. To be personal to 40 different cards was rather challenging. We thought we'd sit down one day at a table and just, just knock it out. It took us a, a, quite a while to, uh, to fill these out, but to make them personal, that's, go, that's putting the effort out, right? And even the personal prayer as well. What are some other things you can do? Just random, well, random to them, but you do it on purpose, Find out their favorite candy bar, drink, whatever, and just surprise them. Let them know that you're thinking of them. You'll be shocked at what it'll do. We're still hanging on to the uh, You Are Loved cross point signs. And when we did the signs, I had several people say, when I walk out of my house, see, it's two-sided. That means the people on the street and you get to see that sign. He said, when I walk out of my house, I am reminded that I'm loved. That encourages me so much. Littlest, the littlest things can uh, uh, be more impactful than you know. Encouragement from the Bible gives us the will to carry on. I am um, extremely encouraged myself this morning having sat in for Bible Quest when Pastor Rick's lesson and uh, watching the objects lesson watching the video, but watching it all come together under the scripture. That encouraged me, being around God's word and watching all the work and the effort that went into that. But watch this. Encouragement from the Bible gives us the will to carry on. It's a glimpse of a bigger picture. Turn with me to Proverbs chapter 16. Proverbs chapter 16, this is the last verse that we'll actually look at this morning. Proverbs 16, verse 24. If you are hearing well through your radio stations, what is it, 879? Go ahead and give me a honk if you can hear real good. It's good. 
That is great. So it uh, has a range of about a half a mile or so. And with the radio being on, if it gets too hot, guess what? Now you can turn on your AC maybe, or today you have your heat on. But either way, uh, we are grateful for yet another means to be able to broadcast uh, and meet like we are. Proverbs 16, verse 24, look at what it says. Oh, listen, this is some good, good proverb here. Pleasant words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the bones. Man, my stomach's growling right now thinking just reading that verse where it says pleasant words, just something as simple as our words. Look, it, it can be sweet. It, 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 it's like a honey. It's, 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 it's desirable. But the back half of that verse is probably more impactful than just the sweetness, than just taste. Why do we eat? It's for our health. It's for our nutrition, right? Sweetness to the soul and health to the bones. Encouragement is healthy. It's healthy. It's good for you. It's good for your outlook on life. It's good for your mental state. But only if it's true. Let the words, don't let this simple flattery be the thing that you, you think is accomplishing. Be purposeful in your encouragement. The last, that was the last verse we're going to look up. But there's a guy in the Bible by the name of Barnabas. He's known as also Judas, uh, is the same, Judas Barnabas, same person. But uh, he's known as the son of consolation, the son of encouragement. Many of you know this story. I know we've taught it here uh, that uh, John Mark was a young man who was going on a, one of the missionary trips, the mission trips with Paul. Paul said he, he, he's not going to make it. He can't cut it. I'm paraphrasing. And uh, there was a sharp divide. And Barnabas came alongside the son of encouragement. Okay? Now watch. If, if he didn't think John Mark could do it, he wouldn't have been a genuine encouragement. He saw what God was up to. He saw what John, what, what John Mark needed. He could see it. And he came alongside of, and what we see is because of his encouragement, what happened to John Mark? Paul said later, he's useful to the ministry. Where at one point he wasn't, but now he is. What had happened? He could have been broken, shut down, stopped, discouraged, the least little thing could have kept him from continuing on in ministry. But Barnabas came alongside. Now, you may think, well, I don't have the gift of encouragement. I'm just an old grump. Get over it. Get over yourself. Get focused on the, the word, uh, the truth of the word. Uh, by the way, we are to become these things. Don't let your personality dictate who you are. Hello? Do not, do not let your personality dictate who you are. Well, this is just the way I was born. Well, let me tell you how you were born. You were born a sinner. You want to stay there? Is that where you want to go? Don't go there. Go, you're always being transformed into the image of Jesus Christ. I'm speaking to the believer now. Grab a hold of that thing. Grab a hold of that relationship. Grab a hold of that work that the Holy Spirit is, is doing and wants to do in your life. Instead, we put up the barrier that goes, ah, that's not me. That's just not who I am. Then who do you want to be? Do you want to live in that stuck position? Or do you want to live a life that is focused on him no matter what comes? You have the absolute, you have hope, and he's always up to something. How do we lose? Do we lose? I don't see a way of losing when we know that God is up to something. So thinking of that Proverbs text, be encouraged with these words. Pleasant words are a honeycomb, like a honeycomb, sweet to the soul, healing to the bones. Now, don't be fake. When we leave here today, don't be fakey to each other. We want to be real, uh, but make sure we're looking for what's right, good, and proper, and holy in each other, and build those things up. Lift each other up, and you will be encouraged as in a return. You know, Christ did just that when he walked this earth. He had these 12 guys. One was no, really no good, and uh, man, they were all over the place. He was encouraging where he needed to be encouraging. He was truthful and direct where he needed to be truthful and direct. He was the perfect balance. But it's amazing how he always left with an encouragement. 
Our goal for you when you meet here is to leave here encouraged. Now, sometimes when we hear the, the truth of God's word, it can be convicting and piercing. But what's the end result of victing and, and, and being piercing? Hope, truth, cleansing, a forgiveness, a forgiving spirit. It's hard to be encouraging when you have a bitter spirit about you. You give your heart over to him and watch what he will do. I want to conclude this morning by way of talking about the scripture of how to be encouraging. I want to challenge you this week to think of people beyond our church, but mainly right here with each other, to be praying for them throughout the week and then let them know. Just shoot them a random call, a random card, a random text that says, I just prayed for you. That, that, that is something you can simply do when you drive past their house, perhaps. Just simply pray for them. Pray for you. Say, I don't know how to pray. Yeah, you do. You don't need me to give you a scripted prayer. That's your lab assignment for the week. When you're, when you're with each other, when you see each other, just pray for each other. Pray. You have no idea what each other is going through at any given moment. But we can only pray for each other and have all these abilities because of one reason, because of Jesus Christ, our greatest encourager, our greatest encourager. Let's bow for prayer, and then I'll give some instruction here. Uh, but let's bow for prayer as we conclude the reading of the word this morning. Dear God, thank you for loving us and for allowing the weather to hold off. We were not worried about the weather, Lord. We are going to, we prayed against, and then, Lord, whatever comes may, we, it's in your hands. So thank you for allowing us. Thank you for the great attendance today. But today, again, more than just in a superficial way, may we be genuine in our encouragement. May we also receive the encouragement. Lord, many people don't know how to receive. May we receive the love that is given from you through each other, which is the ultimate in encouragement. The most encouraging thing we can do is review our salvation, review our walk, review our transformation. And Lord, if we haven't had it, I pray that through the power of prayer, through the power of your word and the power of your spirit, that that one or many would break through and step over that line of faith and be all in. I lift this prayer in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. As we uh, take a moment, uh, don't start up your cars and leave yet. Um, I also... Well, I'm getting ready to move the table over there. Looks like uh, Dan might be on it. Dan's also getting out. Uh, we have a box of vegetables people have been bringing here. So, Dan, what's in there? Zucchini? Cucumbers and zucchini. So, uh, if you need any of that, uh, stop right there. But we will end the offering boxes up there as well. And I will meet you. I might have Carl or somebody meet me over here as well to make sure that we get you uh, – your Crosspoint Encouragement cards. And you be in prayer tonight uh, as we meet as a staff and plan for our fall ministries, what to do and how to do it. And um, please do be praying for that because uh, we want to be sensible in what we do, but we need to be sensitive as well. So a lot of uh, hurdles to figure out. But if you've been blessed to be here today, let it be known by an amen. Church, you are dismissed.